Hey guys, it's PK. Welcome to the Peaks Pod. In this episode, I'll be previewing the first three games of round two, our first round with no crowds following the coronavirus restrictions. We now have one round under our belts and have some point of reference when it comes to player roles and minutes, which should make daily fantasy that much easier. Now, Moneyball didn't move prices last year for a few weeks. I actually emailed them asking why prices haven't moved. And this year they moved them after round one, which is pleasing. Uh, but it looks like they've knocked down a lot more than they've uh, moved up or sort of kept steady. Looks like they've sort of had the wrong uh, reference point uh, for prices right from the beginning. Unlike Moneyball to not have a clue of what's going on um, for those that uh, have been playing regularly. Now, the first game of the round, Thursday night, is the Bulldogs versus Cowboys. And we've got a 10 grand prize pool for both Moneyball and Draftstars. Now, both these teams were bottom five teams in 2019 and two of the three lowest scoring teams. Now, both teams have new halves combos. Uh, the Dogs attack looked okay in a scrappy game. Um, didn't, didn't look great. Uh, the no tries scored from the Dogs yet. Uh, the Cowboys actually looked quite quite decent uh, with uh, Drinkwater and Morgan combining against the Broncos. Uh, now, the general approach, I believe, in this contest is uh, to spend up on your forwards and less on backs. I'm expecting the Dogs' defense to, to keep the Cowboys at bay, but their lack of attack to keep the game low scoring. Should come to no surprise that the Dogs, uh, all their prices went down on Moneyball, except for Dallin Wateni Zalesniak. Uh, some of those quite significantly, and um, yet I'd still be fading most of them until they sort of show some life in attack. Uh, most of the Bulldogs went down on draft stars as well. Uh, my recommended pick for the Bulldogs would be Lockie Lewis at 12.49 on draft stars. He had 582 kick meters, 19 tackles, and he got the ball 72 times compared to Wakeham on the other side with just 26. Looks like they want Lewis to be the focal point of the attack if they can sort of get that humming. As well as uh, Dallin Latini Zalesniak, uh, 5.4 money ball, 8.96 draft stars. He had 17 runs for 198 meters with six tackle breaks, and he received the ball 33 times. So it looks like between Lewis and uh, DWZ, uh, they'll be seeing plenty of ball. As a value pick, I like Joe Stimson. I know I recommended him last week, and he only ran the ball seven times. Now, I, it's not too much alarm on Moneyball here. At his price of 4.1, he just needs a few more runs and a few more run meters, and I'm sure the coach will be into him or even maybe just another attacking stat, and he'll be well worth his price. He did still make 30 tackles, and he played 69 minutes. Um, I'd probably avoid him on draft stars, though, at 10.03. Uh, there's, there's plenty of better options at the second row position. Uh, Remus Smith also looks quite good value at 4.9 on Moneyball, 7.48 on draft stars. He had 133 run meters with three tackle breaks and nine tackles. And seeing that he plays on Lockie Lewis's side, um, it looks like he'll be getting plenty of ball. Uh, was quite busy, and like Simpson, probably just needs a few more attacking stats and will be well worth his price. In terms of fading, I'd be fading most of the Bulldogs forwards, except Simpson, as I mentioned, on Moneyball, and maybe Napper as well. Everyone else seems way overpriced. At hooker, we've got uh, Jeremy Marshall King, JMK. Still looks um, much the better hooker option than uh, Granville and Robson, who look like they'll be splitting minutes. Uh, the Bulldogs have got uh, Avarillo on the bench, but uh, it's unclear how it'll be used. Carrot Holland was there last week and uh, didn't play a single minute. Looking at the Cowboys, the inclusion of Josh Maguire means that Asiata moves to the bench and Jensen to the reserves. Um, O'Neill's injury quite early, uh, I think it was around the eight-minute eight mark, meant that Mitch Dunn came off the bench to play centre. 
and it makes predicting that forward rotation for the Cowboys that much more difficult with both Maguire coming in and Dunn not really getting a look in in the forwards. Um, so, look, it's, it's a little bit harder to see what's going on there. Um, in terms of recommendations, in, in a possible low-scoring contest, Tamalolo looks good on, you know, most days. Um, and he's under 10k. He's 9.4 on Moneyball, which is basically an auto-pick for me. It's a bit harder to include him at 17.6 on Draft Stars. Um, if you expect Maguire to not be eased in, and he doesn't strike me as someone who, who would accept that either, he is underpriced on both sides at 6.5 on Moneyball, 12.3 on Draft Stars. Colin Hess didn't quite get the expected involvement or attacking output um, against the Broncos, but at 4.6 on Moneyball is quite hard to ignore a starting second role there with his talent, and he is up against the Dogs' weaker left defensive side, so should improve on his 21.7 points. Uh, probably better to spend up on draft stars at uh, the second row forward position, but but you can pick him up there in Moneyball quite cheap. I wouldn't invest too much of your cap in the Cowboys' halves or backline. Uh, they are a bit pricey, and they're against that Bulldogs' defense, so as we said earlier, we are looking at probably a low-scoring contest. Moving on to Friday night and the early game, we've got Dragons versus Panthers. Panthers are four-point favorite here with a 38.5 total at time recording. Now, the Panthers are deservedly favorites here, beating the Roosters, um, which is no mean feat and possibly should be bigger favorites, but sort of hard to judge with just one round. I think they'll win this one comfortably, though. Uh, looking at the Dragons, we have Dufty returning from injury at fullback. Lomax pushed out to the wing with Ravalava out injured. Now, the forward minutes are a bit unclear, with Fuimaono coming on to play center after Ravalawa's injury in round one, and he probably would have played in the middle. Um, now, Frizzell is now playing on the left edge for the Dragons after spending most of his time at the right in previous years. And with Tarek Sims out suspended, Fuimaono is actually going to be playing second row, and Jacob Host joins the bench. Our recommendations for the Dragons, we've got Frizzell at 6.7 money ball, 12.31 draft stars, Seems to have shaken off whatever was troubling him in 2019. Uh, he's back to his destructive best. He, he bombed a try and an assist, uh, try or potential assist there as well. Um, so a bigger score definitely was on the cards for him. Uh, Blake Laurie at 5.9 on Moneyball, uh, getting some big minutes. But again, with that forward rotation with Fuimaino out last, uh, playing centers last week, uh, we're not quite sure what's happening there. It's 5.9 Moneyball, 12.88 draft stars. A big bump in price there from 10.5. With 45 tackles, he looks like a good base player. And we've also got uh, Paul Vaughan at 7.5 Moneyball. Uh, he looked very good in attack. He, he bombed a try there as well. Sort of the story for the Dragons last weekend. But the forwards will be a challenge. Uh, with Frizzell, Laurie and Vaughan, as well as uh, a good Panthers forward pack, which I'll be getting into soon, uh, it'll be a challenge to sort of fit them in to your side. In terms of value players there for the Dragons, we've got Braden Williami on that left center position and Fuimaino, as I mentioned earlier, uh, both basement price and both starting, so definitely worth a pick. With the hooker position, I'd be staying well clear of Isaac Luke or Billy Britton. Uh, with that beside Coruscant, uh, who's 5.9 money ball, 14.29 draft stars, an instant pick uh, with Luke and Britton sharing the role there. Uh, in terms of fades for the Dragons, we've got uh, James Graham, sort of only played 40 minutes um, looks like they're, I don't know, maybe scaling down his minutes this year, but, you know, time will tell. And Josh Kerr played 39 minutes, I think, last week, and but he might not get quite as many minutes off the bench this week. Um, you know, obviously injury caused, um, caused a few changes there last week, as mentioned a few times. Looking at the Panthers, a few role changes last week with Kikau uh, being moved to the bench before kickoff. 
Um, he only played 40 minutes, and that was injury-affected as well. Uh, we had James Fisher-Harris, who was originally named on the bench, um, ended up being put in the side for kick-out second row, but actually played in the middle. Uh, Isaiah Yeo played uh, left edge and lock, and he looked incredible up the middle. Um, as well as uh, Zane Tedavano only played 21 minutes um, due to injury, but he seems to be okay this week. Um, Kikau is named to start again this week, and Liam Martin's made way, and, and he's moved to the bench. Um, in terms of Panthers' recommendations, I already mentioned Kikau. Ah, uh, sorry, Coruscant. Uh, I'm not really sure what they'll do with the forward rotation this week, but as I said, uh, Yo Yo looked great and um, should spend some time in the middle. In terms of value for the Panthers, uh, we have Jerome Luai at 3.8 Moneyball, 8.88 Draft Stars. Was definitely worth his price uh, against the Premiers and has an even better matchup this week uh, with his price not going up. Uh, all the Panthers' backs actually look quite well underpriced and again, yeah, with a better matchup this week against the Dragons. I wouldn't argue against picking all, all three of Kikau, Yo, and James Fisher-Harris if you can find a way. Uh, although James Fisher-Harris is probably a bit overpriced there. Now we move on to the Broncos versus Rabbitohs as our late Friday night game. Rabbitohs slight favourites with a 41.5 total points there. And uh, Broncos looked well improved from last year, I must say. It's hard to split them with the Rabbitohs, who were good for 60 minutes, but then allowed the Sharks back in. Uh, TPJ, Tavita Pangai Jr., big loss there for the Broncos on the right edge. And he's replaced by Jamil Hopawadi this week. Uh, Looking at the Broncos, uh, Haas played 80 minutes. Um, he only averaged 64 last year, and but we, we know he's well capable of playing the full 80. Uh, Flegler more minutes than expected, 57 minutes. Um, Tony Staggs benched after just 52 minutes at right centre, which is quite worrying, but otherwise business as usual for the Broncos. And uh, 20-year-old prop Ethan Bullimore uh, will make his debut off the bench for the Broncos. Um, as recommended plays, David Fafida... Uh, what a player. He's 9.1 money ball, 16.69 draft stars. A lot of points from that breakaway try, but that just gives you a taste of what he can do. He had nine runs and 150 meters with eight tackle breaks, 31 tackles. It's almost a must-have on money ball, but it's tough to squeeze in on draft stars with better value around, especially if you want to pick Payne Haas as well. Uh, it makes it hard to squeeze those both in. Speaking of Payne Haas, 80 minutes at prop. 19 runs, 213 meters, 33 tackles, 7 tackle breaks. And we know he can find the line from close range, which he didn't. So this was a base performance from him, um, assuming you know he plays, plays big minutes most weeks. I'd be leaning towards getting Haas over for feeder if you had to pick between the two. But if you can fit both in, by all means, get them in there. Uh, value picks for the Broncos. We've got Jamil Hopawadi, 3.5 money ball, 8.23 draft stars, starting in the second row. Uh, Carrigan still great value at 5.3 on Moneyball and uh, 11.6 on Draft Stars. Corey Oates, uh, nothing special from him last weekend. Uh, fairly quiet performance, but he's only four on Moneyball, seven and a half on Draft Stars. Uh, definitely some upside there. We know what he can do, and um, if you want to s- slot him in there, if you're you know sort of looking to cheap out on the in the backs, then then I'd go with him. Uh, but you also have Jesse Arthur's there on the right wing. 5 on Moneyball, 7.99 draft stars. He had 14 runs, 147 metres with 6 tackle breaks. You'd love to see that from a winger. And at that price, uh, he scored 45 Moneyball points, 48 draft stars points, and that was without a try. So definitely one to look at there. However, uh, what I should mention is that I'm 
going to be fading that Broncos right edge, which is uh, Brody Croft, Hopawati, Tony Staggs, and Jesse Arthurs. Croft got a got more ball than Milford, but uh, losing TPJ on the right edge there, and Katoni Staggs hooked after 51 minutes, as well as lining up against Cameron Murray and Braden Burns, it might be one to stay away from. If you are looking for value, then you can go Hopawati or Jesse Arthurs, as I mentioned, but otherwise I'd be staying away from that right edge. Looking at the hooker position of this contest, uh, Damien Cook at 8.3 Moneyball, 16.1 Draft Stars. It does seem that his role has changed a bit. He's not quite getting as involved in attack anymore, being more of a distributor. Didn't run much from dummy half. Something to monitor. But Jake Turpin for the Broncos at 4.8 on Moneyball, 13.3 Draft Stars. Does seem a much better value prospect, especially on Moneyball there. And we move on to the Rabbitohs. We've got uh, Ethan Lowe played 55 minutes last week, which is more than expected. Uh, Tavita Totola with a solid 50 minutes. Uh, Jaden Sua not playing 80 on the right edge, but he still played 70. Nothing to be worried about. Otherwise, they're unchanged this week. And Latrell looks like an obvious fade, if not fit enough. Um, he's, he's only played... He didn't play 88, 80 minutes, as you'd expect. He only played 55. Um, and he's still learning the role there as well. Don't really have too much to recommend uh, with the Rabbitohs, but in terms of value, we've got uh, Totola who is 6 on Moneyball, 11.6 on Draft Stars. He had 17 runs for 198 metres with 31 tackles, uh, getting well involved there. Uh, Jaden Sua at 4.4 Moneyball, 9.1 Draft Stars. And Liam Knight as well at 6.8 on Moneyball. All look like good value plays for the Rabbitohs. In terms of fades, Cameron Murray at 8.4 Moneyball, 15.3 at Draft Stars. Does look overpriced. And Ethan Lowe, although he did play 55 minutes, uh, he had a try and an assist, which inflated his score. And we don't know yet if he'll play 55 minutes every week or thereabouts. So one to look at this week and maybe consider him next week. That's all from me this week. Uh, Good luck with your Thursday and Friday contests. I'll be back soon with my Saturday and Sunday preview. In the meantime, if you're a bit stuck and you're not sure uh, between a couple of players or you have any other questions about DFS, feel free to reach out on Twitter. You can always reply to my posts or send me a DM. Good luck. (laughs) 